0: to the We're Alive Fancast. Welcome to episode 34 of the We're Alive Fancast, where we cover every new release of the We're Alive audio drama, and this is Mick. And this is Redbeard. And today we'll be covering chapter 44, part 1, Life and Death, Further Into Darkness. Whew. Yeah, but a little bit further into the to the darkness.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm wondering if that goes beyond this episode. They're going to go explore the other tunnels? I think so. Yeah, I think I wouldn't go back in there. <laughs> I'm not I'm not man enough.
0: No way. <laughs> and then the last chapter, I just had to look it back up cuz it's been like 2 weeks. <laughs> it was called The Darkness Ahead. So we're just going even further into that darkness. So I guess things are going to be dark. So <laughs> <laughs> So we got a spoiler. Yeah, we're going to be talking about everything in this. So if you haven't listened to forty-four part one, go back and listen to that. And uh, as far the, as for the corrections segment, all we have this time is something I caught myself saying. Um, might have been two shows back, and I don't know how I got away with this. But remember when Harold Ramis died, the yeah. Ghostbuster? Well, I called him Dr. Venkman and didn't even think anything about it until later when I was listening. I was like, wait a second, Vinkman was Bill Murray. I didn't even catch it. Raygon was, Ramus was Egon. So I don't know how I confused that, but yeah. My bad on that one, and still sad to have Harold Ramis gone. It's too bad. We don't have any iTunes reviews to bring to you this week, and as always, we thank you all for doing that. Standing at five stars with uh, 22 reviews.
1: Which is pretty awesome. Yeah,
0: pretty awesome. Way more than I ever expected.
1: So a big thank you to anyone that's ever done that. Absolutely.
0: Well, uh, I enjoyed the break. We, this is actually the first time we've ever really taken a break in a break, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Normally we've got some kind of special show going on or a couple of interviews. And we just kind of took it off this time. It was really, I enjoyed it.
1: I did, but at the same time, I missed it. I felt like I was supposed to be doing something.
0: Yeah, I had that same feeling. But it was welcome this time for other things going on and all that.
1: And I know you had a lot going on. You have super busy. Uh, It's been crazy. But I also caught up on some sleep, so it was good. (laughs) That's good to hear.
0: I don't ever hear that you get to catch up on sleep. Normally, you're just getting further and further behind. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's all worth it. Made a deposit in the old sleep bank. You know they they say it takes ten thousand hours to be a professional. But I have so many different avenues. It's gonna be forever before I get there.
0: Oh no. <laughs> That's what this year is. This this year for me is gonna is a lot about getting a lot more training in different areas. Yes. <sighs> well, um, Tonight we're going to try to get back to what, how we were doing it where we we don't really you know summarize everything quite so much we just talk about the big points that that happened and we did that in the live show last week and it was really abbreviated then we did it pretty much in like 10 minutes or so uh but we'll, we're going to ex- try to expand on that a little bit this show and then get back into you know our ratings and talking about feedback question of the week and all that just like usual Get back into the old swing of things. Yes, yes. Who's going to kick this can down the road? Well, I'll just announce the first part of the this first scene, which was Tanya, Lizzie, and Saul, and they're getting ready to make their way over to Kane Hospital.
1: That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the worst idea ever.
0: Yeah, it sounds pretty scary, with especially without any backup or anything like that yeah I, I wouldn't want any part of it first note i had here was kind of inconsequential but it sounded like tammy klein might have been sick or something for the, just this one portion and to me it didn't sound like her at all like maybe she needed a drink of water did you did you hear that at all
1: <laughs> it, it did sound a little different but I, i'm wondering if this if it's supposed to be the situation weighing on her nerves or emotions or something i don't know yeah that's a good point point. and the other, the only other point
0: I had was towards the end of this uh piece here mm-hmm. was uh Saul bringing a radio and he sw- kind of switches out a radio, switches out for a radio with a bigger antenna. And the first thing I thought immediately was, and I don't know if the, this is what you're talking about earlier, but the first thing I, I immediately thought was, I wonder if this one has the encryption keys.
1: Yeah, you and Funky Dung came up with the same thing. Now, it was announced and people acknowledged it, so I don't think even in this situation that would happen. People acknowledged it. I yeah. thought he wasn't able to get out. No, I'm talking about Kelly acknowledged that he was going to bring the other one, or somebody, one of the, someone else acknowledged that he was going to bring it, and they were, th- <laughs> you know, basically confirming that was a good idea. Right.
0: And the, the main reason – and I wouldn't think this outside of uh, – I wouldn't think this just randomly. It has to do with us being fed the information that Scratch and Tardust are out there listening actively. And so
1: but they in, in my enabled... mind,
0: there has to be some reason we were told that. And if this one doesn't have those encryption keys and he's trying to get out and nobody's replying back to him, and he's going to think it's the rain, but actually he's just broadcasting.
1: I don't think this will be the case with the police radios. Okay. Uh I don't know if they can be used without an encryption key. Gotcha. But the what I am concerned about is that he's using the short range walkie-talkie. Right. Right outside the the room. And because they're that TARDUS and Scratch are actively listening, they might be within the area trying to pick up something. Because what while they won't hear anything audible, they'll hear distortion being keyed up on the radio even if there is encryption. Mm-hmm. So they may go to wherever they find uh, the highest signal strength, and then be scanning through and hear him on the walkie-talkie.
0: Okay, so just different way, kind of the same thing as with the, with the end result being scratch showing up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree that that has to lead to them coming around, but I just, I see them following the convoy or sticking around the colony more than I would see them backtracking to Kane Hospital area. Right. Well, it's also has, it's just weird to include this detail
0: if it's not going to lead to something else, I think.
1: Hey, future Redbreed here. I just wanted to make a note that with the convoy largely unprotected, Scratch and Tardust could easily get hold of one of these radios that are encrypted and could be listening to their communications but that's, that's I think it was just that. because i I thought it was just because they've had so many issues with being able to communicate on these radios during the bad weather lately,
0: yeah, and it could totally be that, but i'm I think my conspiracy brain's going crazy with whatever it can right now. Any detail it can grab onto it's trying to find something.
1: Yeah, and Funky Dog's got a pretty good keen sense of storytelling, so that may very well be the case. Yeah, whenever he posted that, I almost
0: immediately went on there and was like, Hey, uh, I was thinking the same thing, but then I was like, you know, I just I want to save it, try to keep it fresh. You know, anything we talk about here. <laughs>
1: yeah, it caught me <laughs> off guard because I didn't really even think about it the first time through. And when he said that, I had to go listen for it on my second listen through.
0: Oh yeah, when he grabs that, when he goes to the, makes the active thinking out loud of going to change the radio. Yeah, and that's all I uh, had for that scene.
1: Yeah, me too. Okay, cool. Oh, you know, I, I will mention something else because they uh, I, someone had asked if they were gonna try and use the generators that were already there. I think it was acknowledged in the last episode, but they said they used all the gas in them the last time they had them fired up. Right, and Bert, I think Bert said that. Right, so they're bringing the small generator with them this time. And I was wondering if this is one of the ones that are the, uh what do they call their pulse width generators? They're like the little micro Hondas. They, ba- they make barely any noise. And so I'm assuming that's the kind it is.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, yeah, that would be a neat detail. Okay see uh the next we cut to uh the hole in the ground (laughs) (laughs) a very strategically placed inside of a building so you couldn't see the outside of it or see it from the outside with michael victor and datu i'm glad we got to hear from them again since uh, that crazy double cliffhanger in the last show but the first one first thing i wanted to talk about here was that has to get further into the tunnel, and it turns to, like, kind of a stone, like, sides to it. Mm-hmm. It's, it appears to have been fashioned by human hands. Yeah, that, they said there was handprints covering the walls. And I think what, what he was trying to say was that, like, it was shaped and molded by the zombies.
1: Yeah, they mentioned that the, the walls were a different color. Like, they're different colors, and there is like they were mixed mud, and it was brought there. And so, I'll kind of just throw in some stuff that's been discussed on the forums about it. Yeah. Litmaster Lit said, uh, he, he's calling them zomb, zomb ants. <laughs> Uh-oh. He said, she said, so what, Ink? Is the queen ant and all the rest of them are drones or workers? I'm just thinking some of kind of hive underground with dozens of tunnels leading off from it all lined with sticky blend of zombie spit packed in the tightly walls. I like it. <laughs>
0: That's, you know, it keeps coming back to this, to this ant type theory that we hear about. The, you know, A lot of the other fans were, you know, I guess they're kind of tired of it being an, an old theory, but things like this keep coming back and the toxoplasmosis medicine and
1: <laughs> little, yeah. little hints to it. Well, it And Bullethead on the forums replies back, he said, the special kind of mud quotes around it says, all I can think about is something along the lines of 300 where they use the Persians dead as a mortar for their wall. (laughs) I was was thinking, okay, that's pretty crazy. Um, And then uh, Todd posted up on the forums a link to to an article about, I guess they created concrete and used blood as a binding agent oh (laughs) i was like Like, wow that this is i mean
0: it's a stone type thing it very well could be maybe that's why they came and drugged the bodies back
1: yeah that that, that's what i was wondering i was like oh that that totally fits
0: they would bloodlet in their little arena (laughs) yeah as part of the fun and
1: and that may have been why they were doing it (laughs) yeah Oh
0: wow! Yeah, then oh, no, you i not think about know. the I'm arena
1: tying into that. That's amazing. spitball in here. I don't know,
0: but that's hmm. crazy.
1: Wow. So you know they've been walking for a minute here before they came into the split.
0: Yeah, a long time. I mean, I don't know exactly how long, but he said they went a mile at some point.
1: And that, know, is yeah, yeah he split or after the split. Gosh. You know, people were saying that. It's just too far-fetched for that to reach all the way to Inglewood, but good lord. I mean, maybe two miles by this point?
0: Uh, it certainly seems like it's, it's in the realm of possibility when it comes to this
1: show. I'd really have to go look and see where that church is kind of located at, or is supposed to be located, in relation to the arena.
0: Yeah, and somewhere in there, they kept talking about the cracks. Did, did you think that maybe they were going
1: underground zero here? I kind of thought so for a second, but I think it's a little too far away from the church to be Inglewood already. But even if
0: even if it is, and say that's in a totally different place, I, it seems like maybe there could be these types of tunnels underground zero where that stuff's coming from too.
1: Well, it sounded like it split off in more than two directions. Oh yeah, right. So it's, so maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's see.
1: And I thought we were going to get a little bit more insight to the uh, the writings or the the symbols, but I guess Dot Two is afraid too afraid to try and read them. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I kind of like it though. It's neat. It's you know, I like how those it's not words. And since we're talking about ants, and it, it's got my brain thinking along those types of lines and they and they communicate through like different chemical stuff he so i could extrapolate that in my mind to he sees these things and it it tells him to do things not that it speaks actual language or words to him he just knows and it begins to be compelled to do that and whenever we whenever we watch or read different fiction like this it, of course it's it's crazy you know it's, it can't be real but um it's really neat to see rules being created in that fiction and then it starts to follow them. So as long as we can stay within these bounds, I'm completely fine with it. Oh as yeah, far but
1: as I, that all all that. I mean, as far as a rational take on it because he's he's talking about it takes me longer to get back every time. I'm thinking it's got to be a a parasitic host. Yeah. Maybe not a maybe not a fully co- cognitive host, but or cognizant host, but, or whatever word I'm looking for. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, kind of like, um, with the ants or the cats, uh, putting, you know, a desire to go to one place or another because it's an advantage for the parasite. Yeah, I could see that. But, it, yeah, uh, it, either way it goes. It's gotta so, be,
0: it's gotta be something along those lines just from the way Casey has. He, if if by him saying he didn't like certain things meant he was ruling out those things, mm-hmm. then what you're saying makes a lot more sense, and make or it makes makes it fit that that could be something that that it is, or and if it's not gonna be called that, it would be a different variation of it, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of many theories. I mean, we'll 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 figure it out as we go, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know they mentioned that they hit bedrock at one time, and as they're exiting the tunnel, they exit through one foot of solid concrete. How in the world did they make these holes? Um, uh, behemoth
0: smash. Behemoth smash. I didn't. I haven't even thought of that. Um, maybe it was part of the explosion that started off the show. I don't know.
1: <laughs> or was it done ahead of time I mean no it can't be it happened so quickly I think they would that's have noticed was... a hole going underneath the arena before the the breakout
0: that's what I was thinking when we, I was listening to it I was like this sounds like too much uh, pre-thought or pre-work would have to have been done for these things to have come about Like, and I'm thinking that because whenever I thought it was ground zero for a second there, I was like, uh, that's what led me down that line of thinking, was this must have already been in motion for a while before the outbreak happened.
1: But That's that's what I've kept wanting to think, is that it had to have been initiated ahead of time. Right. But, I don't know, unless there's another class of zombies that can use tools. <laughs> the earthworm zombies. The <laughs> so, What was
0: that movie? Dune, oh, trimmers. Trimmers.
1: trimmers. <laughs>
0: oh, <yeah. laughs> Didn't Dune have, like, sandworms or something?
1: Yeah. And they would ride them with the spike. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> That's not really a spoiler. I, know. I just wanted to, I wanted to say that. <laughs> oh. Yes, it's a it's a there's a something about those ruby red slippers, also. But I'm not going to say what happens with them. If your if your podcast is dedicated to a particular subject, you cannot talk about anything outside the confines of that subject, because it could be a spoiler. You really
0: can. not I'm telling you, I'm. If anybody out there listens to the Walking Dead cast and you start started listening to the under the under the comic covers, where they talk about the Walking Dead comics. And it's spun off into its own show now. The host, Mr. Blog, and I love him, and I've interacted with these guys. They're great people. But he dropped what I thought to be a pretty decent spoiler for Game of Thrones this next season, and I'm behind on the books. And I'm I'm up I'm really am I'm kind of upset. I'm like why Why would you do that?
1: <sighs> I I don't know. It didn't bother me because I, I think half the fun's going through the adventure that leads up to it. Yeah, well, I totally didn't think.
0: Well, it was a it was a a plot thread that I was enjoying, I guess, and thought I don't know, but yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> but yeah, understandable.
0: And I I think I, I was I get more it. upset since I wouldn't have been as upset if I wasn't already podcasting, and I have to I know I have to protect myself and listeners from those things. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because i got a different frame of mind than uh, probably most people. Yeah, I should totally say what it was, too, just to,
0: like, Ah! no.
1: (laughs) Now, with Dune, that's been enough time passed, right? We can talk about that. Can I spoil the end of Logan's run? Do you think that's going to hurt you? I haven't seen either one of those, so please don't. What? (laughs) (laughs) You know I haven't seen a lot of
0: very big... I'm trying to catch up. I've only recently seen, like, Alien and Whatever else, Godfather. This has been a few S- years, but like kind of Star started. Wars, I, did, I had to wait till I was in high school to see those, or a senior. <laughs>
1: oh, so much time wasted! <laughs>
0: <laughs> my biggest regret is I didn't see movies.
1: <laughs> no, that's what when I'm saying. Everybody on my else heart. saw the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so so go down back down the rabbit hole, yeah. The Datu finds a blue chunk, and de, amongst the debris, and it's a foam finger that says "Go Eels," and he starts crying. Poor datu cause they're at the arena, and he's remembering Samantha. Yeah, that's that's so wild. I can't. I mean, it's. I understand it's a very traumatic event that he went through. And, but I mean, he only knew the girl for a very short while. Yeah, but
0: I mean, <laughs> you, your point is completely, it makes complete
1: sense, but he did, he fell in love with her and. But he's been in love before and got burned by it. I, I just, I don't know. I'd he's almost be more a really of a dodgy. He's a emotional to... guy. We almost need more of a Datsu backstory to really truly understand this. Right. So okay, I don't know. there it is, the prequel. We'll have to get it we'll have to write it and get it licensed. <laughs> the, the Datsu story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prince Datu. <laughs> oh man.
0: Let's see what else. No, we Back. we covered you covered all my spots. And I hopped in where I needed to, so we're good with that piece.
1: So you want to jump in with Kane Hospital again?
0: (laughs) I could. The only thing I have bolded is like the very last line because I was thinking you probably would bring up other stuff, I guess. And I didn't have much to say about (laughs) it except for this happened and then this happened. That's true. Except, uh, or not except, but okay. So in the next scene, we have Saul I have K here. I'm like, who's K? Saul, Kelly, Lizzie, and Tanya, they're making their way to Kane Hospital where they're driving in the rain. you got to be careful, guys. I thought one thing I didn't both hear but is very interesting and that I kind of took mental note of was it was raining, and Kelly made a very good observation of the rain's good for something. Maybe that'll help mask our, our sound getting in the building.
1: Oh, because they weren't trying real hard to mask
0: their sound. Yeah wouldn't a whole lot uh, of options with dragging a generator and a woman that might be in labor. And Lizzie was doing a great job. Yeah, she was doing an excellent job.
1: Because, uh, I don't know, anybody that's been there and seen that, been an experience that <laughs> knows that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But I, I did make a... Okay, so, you know, we, we've already kind of talked about the multiple channels and the walkie talkie. But uh, after that all plays out, Lizzie's. Uh, I guess. Lizzie says something about the baby's kicking. Is that a good sign? And Tanya's reply, which kind of confused me, was I don't know. Does he do that often? <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering if this was alluding to the zombie concern, the zombie baby. Oh. Yeah, I've it kind of crossed
0: my mind for a second but i didn't think about it at all since it was all but confirmed in the live show that this baby was conceived before the um
1: the possible salt infection uh, it's still a big topic and people are still talking about it in the forum so i was wondering if that was just a little yeah he could totally
0: pull a fast one on me i mean that would what <laughs> what worse fate would humankind have if you cannot procreate anymore Oh,
1: yeah, that would be bad. So, I hope this isn't that kind of story, especially when one of the parents is one of the resistant ones. Right. But yeah, you're really messed up then. Yeah, and you know, there's you're done. And that's the whole point to this <laughs> this story yep. is that the world is done. We're alive, <laughs> uh, but not for much longer. <laughs> So, the big issue, though, is that that the uh, baby's heart rate is down, which is never good. So, you know, I, I think that was the biggest concern for bringing Lizzie to Kane Hospital is because they're going to have to possibly even do a C-section on her.
0: And then it's really going to be hard for her to
1: get up and around. Yeah. I couldn't imagine going through something like that without, you know every bit of modern medicine at your side.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, and if they have to do any kind of getting her out out from underneath the behemoth, if he wants to come in there and Kool-Aid man, the hospital.
1: Yeah. You know that, which brings me up to my, one of my next points was, uh, how are they going to secure that room? I know it's, there's a room inside the room, but how are they going to lock the door and basically block it off so they don't have to worry about it? That would be my first concern is I don't want to have to deal with issues outside the room until that is 100% taken care of. Uh, Well, I didn't think they had much choice except for have a lookout,
0: and it looks like both of their armed people are going to have to leave them to pull this behemoth away. So it's going to be a, a tense situation in there. <laughs> in there. It's that I mean yeah. that that just leaves Tanya and Lizzie in there, right? Mm-hmm. Who both have an important piece in this that can't really be taken away. And this
1: is kind of where I go back to what you were saying and what Funky Dung was saying is that this opens up the Scratch element and Bert and Riley showing up right near the end. That would play so well with uh Scratch's backstory
0: and mm-hmm. uh her attachment to Lizzie and the baby. That really yeah. good. I could totally see, hear her walking in and in that creepy voice, you know, just saying something. Or you know, <laughs> hopefully we don't have a baby kidnap story. What? Why do I go to these to these places?
1: Here it is. This is what's gonna happen. <laughs> they're they're gonna show up. They're gonna kill the behemoth because they'll have the firepower to do so. Maybe scratch and Tardust? Yeah. Okay. They'll call a temporary truce because she wants to be there for the baby, and Bert's gonna be pissed off that they let her go.
0: Huh? he <laughs> will so be like, "Huh, that doesn't look like
1: angel and leaves." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, that's dumb. I don't know. I get, I could see that happening though with the the drama element of it, and I don't know. It could make it real interesting. It could cause some dissension between Bert. Yeah, I don't know how to think about that. I mean. That's
0: I'd be okay with that, actually. <laughs> I would too.
1: That's re- that's uh that's cool. But that's pretty much all I got for this little section right here, and then I got but I got some forum comments that kinda talk about this. Yeah. You know, Witch Doctor posted he said they have to distract the behemoth. Hopefully they can drop a building on its head while Skittles returns and delivers the baby. Ho 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 ho. <laughs> uh, I like
0: that theory even more. I think. <laughs> yeah, I was beginning to wonder how they were going to distract it, and I was trying, I guessing maybe Kelly would make it a break for the vehicle and try to pull it away like that. And yeah, what a uh, what else does Kelly's character have to do besides possibly live happily ever after with Victor?
1: I mean, she could die here, right? Uh, I don't know. I can't see her as the one that. Carries on the story and passes it on to someone else later on, right? But yeah, other than that, I don't know. <laughs> I I think it really involves Burton Riley showing up or Scratch and Tardust or both groups. But I don't know. I, th- that one's got me really wondering what's going to play out. Yeah,
0: I I mean I'm beginning to think. The you you got a good theory there. Because if she comes in and she leaves, it is going to create a lot of drama between Bert and Riley and Saul and the rest of the survivors, possibly. Yep. Not quite making them enemies, just not real happy with them.
1: I can definitely see it. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Because I just don't see how distracting a Behemoth is going to play out well. Right.
0: Bert's going to grab his... Santa bag and take his sleigh away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> but uh here's an interesting note on the Kane Hospital. Uh which doctor also posted up that it, the art deco reminded him of the Super Friends. <laughs> Hall of Justice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Beautiful. But uh Casey got on here and posted about it. He said in regards to the artwork, uh and to which doctor's comment Casey confirmed that uh that it is Kane Hospital, and that it was that's actually what the inspiration for the place looks like in real life, and I've heard this story before that it is supposed to look like the legal justice building <laughs> or vice versa. I can't remember which it it may be a building somewhere that' is using for Kane Hospital that may not be a real hospital
0: yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking los angeles county general hospital is the only thing i can see that looks a lot like it uh actually that, that is it. los angeles county general hospital it's just none of them is a direct on oh here actually here's the direct picture oh yes that's it all right that was a well, that's fun cool. that was a fun google off and we just spent a little bit of time off mic, looking for looking for the actual name of it. Los Angeles uh, County General Hospital. Yeah, it looks cool. I need to go play LA Noir and try to find it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's a cool old '40s, like Grand Theft Auto style game. You could drive around '40s LA or maybe '30s LA. Sweet. It's freaking. It's cool just for the historical part of it. Huh some old, uh, I read a story about a, a guy that, sorry you can cut this whole thing out, but I read a story about a guy that played L.A. Noir with his old dad and he actually had his dad drive it around driving the, playing the game and he said he, he could pretty much drive around L.A. even though it was condensed you know hmm. wouldn't all L.A. Uh, spread out as L.A. really is but his dad who lived In these same times, could drive around just by sight in L.A. And I was telling him all about, you know, what the different things were and what he remembered. And it was a really neat article. That is really cool. Back to business.
1: Let's see. Merlin on the forums wrote. So does Datsu run into zombie Samantha while he's there? Oof. And now I think that's already been squashed. I think Casey says she's dead. Dead. <laughs> but uh he said so I guess Saul leads the behemoth away and dies in the process. I hope not, but still two only voiceovers in the episode is Tanya and Michael. I don't know if that's really chalked it to be anything about the journal entries. because mm-hmm. uh, ah, who knows if they actually had any well I mean when when multiple people are gonna be writing journals if everybody's got the same story you Just pick one of them and put them in there Yeah, really And uh, Liam on the forum said Since the church and the arena are connected How likely is it That there will be more connections to like Radon Labs, Facilities, or Englewood Which is kind of what we already kind of talked about But I thought that was interesting Well with at least, at the very least One other split there
0: It's connected to something else And no telling where all that splits out So I, I think this uh, this is big. I mean, it probably
1: connects all over the place. Ooh, and there's one more that I copied and I hadn't really read. Uh, Guru on the forum says, "Wait, life and death. So as one life comes, another would be lost too." And uh, Witch Doctor replied to this and said, "From life to death, the motto on the family's rings. The return of Scratch. Gotta love those multiple meanings." <laughs> that's good my first hey, so, uh, thought when Casey
0: said it was Datu dying and uh, the baby being born but I'm sure it's going to be deeper than that
1: well, and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't so I don't know it, it should be interesting but uh, Alyssa on the forum said Casey it never rains in LA yet and we're alive oh my god it always does <laughs> <laughs> To which Tony on the forums wrote back, it's not rain, it's Datu's tears. Aww. (laughs) Very sad moment. Beautiful. (laughs) And that that wraps up the forum feedback that I went out and collected. That's good stuff. And normally, the next thing we do
0: is talk about favorite lines, but I must not have been alone, because the people that normally contribute their favorite lines for the show haven't sent me anything, and I haven't been able to really come up with much. No? Uh,
1: I couldn't really either.
0: Uh, so I'm just going to skim and any, 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 any,
1: If I had to pick anything, it would be that Lizzie, even while in pain and for about to give birth, she was still offering advice. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. That
0: was cool. Plus, survival kicking in. <laughs> yeah. And motherly instincts protect the baby. Well, I guess I'll pick Datu talking about every time he you know gets every time he goes zombie ish, it takes him longer to come back.
1: Yeah, that was a nice insight to the turning process. Mm-hmm. It's good to know
0: that it's good to get an indicator that makes it sound like he's getting worse and worse and worse. So I appreciate that.
1: What if his sole purpose being there is just an information gatherer for the rest of the zombies? <laughs> Whoa. He's a mole that doesn't even know he's a mole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Good.
0: And as for for ratings. Um I was I'm gonna give this one a three five. It was really good, it was solid, and I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next week. Cool. And you're going to give it a five.
1: Uh, what are you going to say at this time? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it was an excellent episode, though. I mean, it's one of those things we got to remember is that for every question that gets answered, there's it opens up like four or five more questions. Yeah, and I, I do appreciate that, too.
0: Um, keeps us listening. <laughs> yeah. at, a three-five is, for me, that's a solid rating now that I've kind of scaled back my crazy vibes every week. Not that not that it's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. To it me is. it really is amazing, uh the work that's done every week. And like I even caught I was just, just listening to the noises and enjoying them. And plus we got the insight last time with Casey kinda of giving us a tour of his private home studio. And Which is really awesome. It was really cool. But I could hear Tanya putting her gloves on. Now I I could picture Casey sitting there it might take you out of it but I could picture Casey with the microphone putting gloves on at his desk you know just recording that sound and throwing it in there it's just so much
1: attention to detail oh it's incredible attention to detail and just seeing the layout of the uh, Pro Tools and all the audio clips and how he keeps up with that I have no idea scrolling down
0: I mean just scrolling with Track after track after track after track.
1: Forever. That would be a nightmare to keep up with. <laughs> and then, on top of that, I mean, on top of everything else, all those have to be like the right level so that you have the right experience and it doesn't sound off and it it's not out of place. Or have the right effect applied to it at certain times. Like, oh, we're
0: talking over the radio now. Oh, no, we're, we can hear him. He's behind the door. So it's going to sound like... Mmm, mm, mm.
1: I mean... I don't know. If it, I know Casey's got a lot of skill behind it, but I, I'm thinking, from my perspective, if I were to do that with my limited tool sets here, I mean, you'd be you'd be good to have one episode a month.
0: We, we <laughs> ought to try to do like one minute, <laughs> one minute of an audio drama to show how terrible it is for a couple of guys to try to do it. This is,
1: and try our hardest, dare to
0: survive, dare
1: us yes. to do a one minute. Try our hardest, legitimately. The short, the (laughs) shortest short story that's out there, and we'll put it—you know—make it out to be a with all original sounds. Yeah,
0: no canned stuff. That would be. That would be that. That would be fun. That would be fun, but it would be a lot of work. My computer would crash. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, next we have the news, and this week. it's kind of fun to talk about how Casey and We're Alive, the We're Alive crew, released the t- Chapter 24 updated, which was the Season 2 finale, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And you can read the full description and in, in the li- there will be a link in the show notes. But here's the cliff notes. Basically, they went back, they remade 24 because of a mistake that was made. Uh, there was mention of a mauler with the nickname of Puck. And he was initially, initially going to give the the character Puck in season three, who we know now, he was going to give him the name Pick after a friend that Casey Wayland had while in the service. And after thinking about it, he thought there might be some fallout from using someone's real name, so he decided to change Pick to Puck, creating a problem of needing to go back to episode 24 and rename that character. And then, pulling pulling this next piece directly from the article, uh, Casey said... uh, one of the side benefits of this happening, we are releasing the remastered version of Chapter 24 into the normal podcast feed. It's not hugely different overall, but it's noticeable. So if you're curious about what the remastered versions sound like, I would definitely say uh, check out Season 1. And uh, wow, There's also a lot of other good stuff and very interesting oh. stuff in that post, so be sure to go check it out if that interests you at all.
1: It was Pike.
0: Did I not say Pike? Oh, did I, say, said, I said Pick, didn't said, I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you. I don't know why I wrote Pick, but I sure did. Yeah, Pike. I began thinking, I was wondering, <laughs> I was like, whose name is
1: Pick? That's what I was wondering, too, but I happened to bring up the article just to kind of see it at the same time, because I hadn't had a chance to read it yet. Thanks, you saved me an
0: embarrassing correction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: time for the question of the week, unless you have any news. I do not. Okay, so we asked, well, actually Adam direct messaged me this question because he was working on a project and I couldn't think of one that I was just really sold on. I have my own thought, but it's. I decided to go ahead and ask everybody else what they thought. It was, uh, if, you could, if you could play only five minutes of We're Live for a, a prospective new listener, what segment would you pick? And... Thanks again, Adam, for that, and I hope you did great on your project. I'm sure you did.
1: Yeah, that was a that's a great question.
0: It's a real good question, especially like you pointed out earlier, Redbeard. Uh, it's great for a fan cast to ask <laughs> or to pose <laughs> be posed. You want to start us off?
1: Yeah, sure. See, uh, Don Bauer on uh, Facebook wrote, very good question. I'll always play the tower fire scene with Scratch and Peg shooting Latch. Huh, sounds like she's done this before. Yeah. See, Doofus Monkey wrote, Angel with the saw on top of the fire truck. That's a pretty. that's well, a really good scene too.
0: I need to go back and listen to it. I remember enjoying that scene. I don't remember all the ins and outs of it, but uh Weird Live retweeted back or tweeted back to us and said perhaps segments from chapter thirty six. Don't want to say specifically due to spoilers, but lots of good moments in there. And uh, Matt Sawyer on Facebook says, I feel a five-minute Robbins montage would be good. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. They would definitely uh, be able to see that there's comedy there.
1: Oh, yes. I guess it depends on the person you're introducing it to. Right. See, uh, Jason Graves on Twitter, and it's uh, at Arkham's Razor, it, it would end with, then you better start running. <laughs> I like that one too. Yeah, Lisa Martin on Twitter, and I'm not gonna try to say her Twitter <laughs> name. <laughs> it could come out really bad if you mispronounce yes. it. Yes. <laughs> uh, the cliffhanger right at the end of season one, episode one, part two, where the almost but not quite fine dot two, and the and it cuts off. <laughs> I bet. I like that.
0: But uh, uh, Robert Smith, aka at Taskmasterpiece, says the opening scene when Michael goes to class, and that, that's a solid one. Absolutely, introduce somebody to it. Uh, Chris Westerman, what's up, Chris? He says anything that might lead to a musical episode that might get his wife into it. <laughs> there you go. See, See that's how you, that's how you can grow your audience, Casey.
1: <laughs> yes it's marketing it's mm-hmm. marketing Dang it! every time i try to deselect text it goes to a link uh grog on twitter says not for an introduction but the oh we're a hugging family Cracked me up <laughs> <laughs> slaterific or at the pizza guy on twitter says uh the beginning when michael is on the freeway gets to the base and sets off the alarm going into the guns Getting to the guns. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good one. Yeah.
0: Uh, Kelly Black Cat on Twitter says, the part where Michael and Peg's in the ocean and on the boat. That was my second choice in my head uh, when I initially thought about this question I was going to reply to Adam. but Oh, man, a backstory on the water would be incredible. Yeah, what happened to the people on that boat? That could be our one-minute uh, story. <laughs> that would force us to have to go to the lake, so record some water hitting the boat sounds.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, Mark that's a, that's a good excuse. I like that. Yeah, it
0: is. Oh, we got a <laughs> project. Um Mark R. Galtosaur. Sour Galto Galtosaur. <laughs> Galtosaur.
1: That's what I like, because it's dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> it says
0: episode twelve three, last five minutes. Decision to get the sweat bottles any of enemy of my
1: enemy he said it was metal as a uh, heck josh at O'rinks on twitter wrote chapter 36 is one of my favorite chapters chris combatant on on uh facebook says the conversation in the first episode where saul says they're zombies
0: yeah don't call them that <laughs> Yariel sotomayor says the first episode when all goes to h and Kim Russo says that she agrees the first episode yeah and I'm going to go ahead and say it here cuz we're almost done with these uh that's that's my choice some cutting up some 5 minute segment of that first episode just because it captures so much of uh the zombie stuff and that's what hooked me you know
1: that's yeah that's true uh let's see Will Horton at Will Hort on Twitter, says, uh, play the intro to the first episode. That was then. This is now. Worked on me?
0: (laughs) I totally stole his line, too.
1: Josh JMB Womp Rat on Twitter. The five-minute segment I would recommend would have to be scratch-beating Shirley. Such goodness. Can you imagine hearing that out of context?
0: I don't know what I would think. (laughs) I think I'd be too scared to listen to it. I'd be like, what kind of torture stuff is this? (laughs) <laughs> of course, I mean, we're talking about people that uh, watch things like Saw. I mean, that might be into it. Different strokes for different folks. Right, right. Okay, let's see. Haventon Wilson, what's up? He says, this has to be the best question yet. I agree, it's a great question. Um, he says, uh, I would say the scene when Angel and Riley hide in the pile of bodies in the arena. Oh, wow. yeah, that was... That, I think, made me almost sick thinking about it when I was listening to it the first time.
1: It was very well described. It was.
0: <laughs> and now,
1: it probably had good
0: noises to it, too.
1: <laughs> I, you know, it, it came up earlier before the show started, but I I, I think uh, the fan trailers that have been created out there are pretty awesome. And uh, But it's a fine line you'd have to take not to spoil a lot of the episodes if you're going to do anything other than something out of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Just trying to think from your point of view. Yeah, it would, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <There's> a <laughs> lot of things you wouldn't want to put in there, I'm sure. But people wouldn't be able to tell right away that it was a spoiler. Like, Hey, wait a second. What's this about Kalani being a traitor? <laughs> <laughs>
1: The scene of Angel dying. Yes.
0: Or the scene where Michael dies. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say anything about that. <laughs> Just kidding, everyone. I don't know for sure that he does. But he
1: doesn't know for sure that he doesn't.
0: Yes. I'm not confirming nor denying. Well, yeah, I guess <laughs> I am denying the die. No, but... <laughs> All right. So now we're moving on to listener mail, tweets, and Facebook posts. Well, we start out we only have one to talk about before today's episode uh funky dung was talking about the live show a couple weeks ago he said sorry about the poor mic volume for the live show he's still proud of his rickroll though
1: that was incredible
0: yeah his he signed off of the fan cast last time by just speaking the chorus of of uh what's what's even the name of that song anymore never going to give you up by rick astley
1: yeah, I, I guess I don't know. It was lost to Casey, but I'm not sure why. <laughs> I, I is he? I know he's like a year younger than us, but I, I think mean, it was it's his not... dry approach to it. Oh, and maybe I thought that was I thought that made it perfect. I, I thought it was great too,
0: but like <laughs> he he went on later in a different tweet and how <laughs> his wife would would have something to say about him being misunderstood. And how it happens <laughs> often. I could, I could totally see that. Especially when I'm, cause, you know, I'm pretty dry. When I'm, when I'm around new people, they don't know what to think. If I, you know, try to use the, the humor that takes a little bit of time to get to know me to see how it works. <laughs> <gasps> like, what? Is he serious right now?
1: Let's see. And after today's episode, Funky Dong on the Twitter. Wrote uh oh, I think Saul took the wrong radio, one that isn't encrypted. I think someone is listening. And we kind of talked about this earlier, yeah. And so you kind of know our take on it so far, and but he continues on. And what about the other channel? Kelly switched to and broadcast their position on. Are all channels encrypted? I I think they are, but I, I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just. Predict or guess that somehow with these radio, whatever radio situation they've got going on, that scratch is definitely going to pick it up.
1: Because I think they've loaded all of the radios with the new crypto. And I think it was mentioned in one of the episodes.
0: Yeah, but that was that might have been all the radios at the colony, and not this one he dug up
1: out of Dunbar somewhere. Then they would still be on the old crypto. Yeah, I don't know, man. But, but I mean, there there is the the possibility of just them keying up kind of gives a, a signal, and they could triangulate that signal and go towards it. But then there's the element of they could be just traveling around and pick up the local walkie-talkie talk. So, I don't know. I'm walkie it, and I'm talkie. It would be interesting, but it it it, it did seem like Scratch and TARDIS were watching the people leaving from the colony and would probably go after them because that's a lot of resources they don't have. Yeah, you saying would probably go after the people that went to Lake Matthews. Yes, that those those different convoys that were leaving out. That it would make more sense for them to go after those people because those are resources they could obtain fairly easily. I mean you look at the the people in the colony, they're not well trained. I mean that's why Datsu's in the shape he's in right now. I would go after those people first.
0: Yeah, I see we I see where you're going. And uh,
1: hmm. And they left before well Did they leave before uh, before uh, Burt gave them the magical ammo supply?
0: No. No, they left they, after
1: that. They left after that. But it's all small arms, so I don't know, it just seems like that'd be an, an easy target to go after. Okay, so Adam, he tweets did anyone else notice that they called Kelly
0: Kel? Also, why did Glenn have to die right before the radios got messed up? And by notice, he says he means find that odd that they called her Kel. Wonder if we'll hear from Dog anytime soon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He'll be on the radio when they respond.
0: <laughs> yeah. He'll be... <laughs> oh, boy. um, I was just... Oh, I watched part of Frozen last night. I was picturing Bert feeding dog like half a carrot, then eating and the rest of it himself. <laughs> that happens in that movie a couple times. Um, did anyone notice that they called Kelly Kill? Oh, oh was that a spoiler? <laughs> Might have been. I haven't, <laughs> seen, I haven't seen the ending. Maybe that's how it all gets resolved.
1: Yes, I haven't seen the movie at all. <laughs> but I don't feel one way or another. Right.
0: It was a good kids movie the first part that i saw to it it was fine uh did anyone notice that they called kelly kill uh yes i think i did but i didn't really register enough to think anything more about it
1: i fear this got closer at dunbar oh yeah because you know she's dropped her guard quite a bit she's not as uh uptight about things as she was when they first started off at the uh tower yeah she's not as kelly as she's as,
0: <laughs> as she was
1: before <laughs> And, as for as for Glenn, I mean they got what is it, Pete? Pete. Is it Pete that they yeah. had the uh, Pete, the other Pete, place? Pete. Pete and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> and there there could only be one old man in the story, so you know we knew one of them had to die off soon. Such an ages story. <laughs> uh, yeah, um,
0: I. That's a good point. Yeah, Glenn died, <laughs> and the radios are all messed up now.
1: Didn't even think of that. I'm just going to say the Twitter name. At SkyVongola11. Yukiyoshi Sawara. Sure that. My theory why the colony does not respond is because Scratch and Tardust are t- attacking the colonists. Kenpai! No doubt, no doubt about it. Well, cool. That was a good episode. Yeah, it was. Look forward to hearing, getting some
0: more information next week and possibly hearing from Scratch. And Dog. And Skittles. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna deliver the baby. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great to have all three of them in the in the show. Yes. Anyways, well uh, thanks again for listening to the We're Live Fancast. Be sure to email us at we live at mickred dot com or you can tweet us at WA Fancast or look at us on Facebook. We'd love to talk to you there. Thanks for listening. Yep, this has been Mick.
1: And this has been Beard. Gonna censor you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you can laugh at him. Sorry, I'm boring you. Sorry, can you hear that? I don't know. A toast to your nape. Kenpai. Um.
0: (laughs) Ding dong. (laughs)